Get ready, Avalanche territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike Evans. Today's podcast, as always, presented by our friends at TNT Home Services for all your Heating, plumbing, cooling, and electrical needs. Reach out to TNT Home Services, 720-500-1979 and at TNTHomeServicesCO.com. TNT Home Services, we got your six. So, two games in the books and the Avalanche are tied heading back to St. Louis. Series tied at a game apiece after the Avalanche show that they're not invincible. They lose at home in game two, four to one. What? happened. Well, I, I want to remind everybody, the other guys get paid too. The other guys are pretty good. And I I think that there is a tendency when the Avalanche lose like they did the other night to say, well, it just wasn't the Avs night. You know, they came out a little flat. They just weren't sharp. Their game was off a little bit. Hey, I'm going to give the credit to the Blues. I'm going to give the credit to the Blues. The Blues played a really good game. And it's not surprising to me when we looked at these playoffs, when we looked at the Minnesota-St. Louis series and plenty of people were picking the Wild, I, I went with the Blues because I just think the Blues are not only a good hockey team, but they know how to win. And that's why when we got ready to have this series, I did say that St. Louis represents the one team in the West that Makes me a little bit nervous. Not that I fear them. Not that I believe that the Avalanche would or will lose to them. But they are a team that that I respect. You have to respect them. And I think Game 2 proved why you have to respect them. They showed the heart of a champion. They showed their playoff medal. They were not rattled by what happened in Game 1. They made some adjustments. They changed up some of their line combinations. They came up with a different strategy designed to bottle up the middle of the ice, make it more difficult for the Avalanche to create speed coming through the neutral zone into the attacking zone. And they just played a really disciplined, smart, aggressive hockey game and took advantage of a couple of Avalanche mistakes and ended up coming away with the victory. But I I do want to give the credit to the Blues rather than just saying that, well, it was the Avalanche who didn't do this or didn't do that. No, it the Blues played a good game, and the Blues showed why they're a team to be respected. Again, I'm not going to say feared, but definitely a team to be respected, and it's why when the series started, I picked the Avalanche to win in six. And I also said that I do believe this is going to be the toughest challenge they'll face, at least in the Western Conference part of the playoffs. And so far... It feels like a pretty good test. So what do the Avalanche do next? What what has happened? What happened in Game 2 from an Avalanche perspective? Okay, they, uh, they got slowed down a little bit. And we've seen some of their better players need to pick it up, quite frankly. And just like if you were a St. Louis Blues fan, after Game 1, your Demand, your charge for the Blues would have been, okay, Craig Berube, I need you to make some adjustments. And I need our better players to be better, to step up. And they check both boxes. 
So, to me, I think it's very simple. Going into game three and four, Jared Bednar, what do you got? What kind of adjustments do you want to make? And Avalanche best players, be better. Nathan McKinnon, be better. This is now two straight games that Nathan McKinnon hasn't scored a goal. And remember, it was Nathan McKinnon in those final four games against Vegas a year ago. Didn't score a goal. Afterwards said, I'm going into my ninth year. I haven't won bleep. Okay. Time for you to step up. Miko Rantanen, 36 goals during the course of the regular season. None so far during the playoffs. Does have seven assists through six games, but no goals. In fact, if you go back to uh, the last 15 games of the season for Miko Rantanen, these six playoff games that they've played so far, and then going back at the end of the regular season, interrupted for about a week and a half with injury, he's got one goal. He's in a bit of an extended goal-scoring drought. Got to get him going. Kale McCarr. Hey, listen, I'm not saying Kale McCarr has been bad in the first two games, but clearly he has not been the same player that he was when he was setting a record and outscoring the Nashville Predators by himself in round one and leading people like myself and others and to have conversations about whether or not we're looking at the guy that's going to be the GOAT of all defensemen. He needs to step it up. So, you know, you, you look all the way across the, 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 the whole landscape for the Avalanche, and their best players need to be better. And I don't think that that's, I don't think that's being unfair. I don't think I'm being harsh. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. Uh, this, is, this is playoff hockey. And when your team loses and you have the expectations that the Avalanche have, I think it is fair to say, best guys, pick it up. Now, there's also the coaching element. And what can Jared Bednar do differently? Where's the pressure now on Bednar? What does he have to come through with? Uh, I'm sure that there are some adjustments that can be made in terms of how to create more space and more flow coming through center ice, how to get the puck into the St. Louis zone in a way in which the Avs can gain possession and then set up possession and go to work on the Blues defense. That's that's the stuff that Bednar and his staff need to work on. As far as personnel moves, let me just let me just toss out one man's opinion, my opinion, what I think needs to be done. I think it's time to get three guys who've been pretty much sitting on the sidelines for these playoffs who all played over 70 games this season for the Avalanche. I'm talking about Alex Newhook, Logan O'Connor, and Jack Johnson. And we saw Logan O'Connor for a couple games in the in the in the National Series when Andrew Cogliano got hurt. I think it's time to get LOC back in there, get him back out there on the fourth line, get those young legs of his pumping, and you decide. You decide if you want to take uh, out a helm or a Cogliano, go from there. I'd get I'd get Logan O'Connor back into the lineup. I would get Alex Newhook into the lineup. I'd get him on that third line. I'd sit down Obey Cabell, and I'd get Alex Newhook into this series. Can you imagine how pent up he is right now, eager, desperate to make a contribution. I think now would be a perfect time to get Alex Newhook back into the lineup. And Jack Johnson. And I would sit Bo Byram. And and here's the idea behind that. I thought Bo Byram did not have a very strong game in game two. He only played about 13 minutes. And is as you look at the Avs going on the road in what is going to be certainly a much more hostile environment, 
St. Louis is going to be coming a little bit more at you. I think having a bigger, more veteran-oriented defenseman uh, would be the way to go. You have plenty of offensive defensemen, but perhaps a a little bit more of a defensive defenseman type presence in Jack Johnson. Again, three guys who in Newhook, Johnson, and O'Connor all played over 70 games this year for the Avs. They were a huge part of what they did. Now, we were praising the Avalanche for all their crazy depth during this Nashville series. Okay, now I think it's time to use it. I think it's time to say we lost the game. It's not the end of the world, but we did lose a game. We might want to do some things differently. Let's tap into that depth and let's move some guys around. Let's move some pieces around. Let's get some guys in who haven't had a chance to play, see what they can do. So that's my thought on that. Now, the other thing is just where is the the mindset? Where's the attitude when it comes to Avalanche fans regarding this team after this first loss? And, boy, it all I can do is go by what I saw on social media, also what I saw when I was doing my, my own show in the morning here with Mark Schlereth, was there was a lot of, ah, told you so, same old abs, jeez. Can't trust them. It's going to be Vegas all over again. Man, they got punched in the mouth, and they're soft. Whew. And I got a lot of that. And I'd like to think, and I'm, I'm pretty positive that that's the, the vocal minority out there among Avs fans. But they're there. They're there. And it, it kind of feels like they've been waiting all season long, lying in the weeds, just waiting for this first playoff loss to say, ah, gotcha. Vegas all over again. And I remember back when the season began, way back in um, October, November, and I said, boy, th- this is kind of an unfair season for the Avs because no matter what they do during the regular season, there's going to be that yeah, but factor, that yeah, but great, but come playoff time, that's all that really matters. And until you can get past the second round, it doesn't really matter. And that's unfair as the Avalanche went on to have a, a terrific Regular season, saying all kinds of records, exciting hockey, memorable hockey, memorable performances. You don't want to just toss all that aside and say it doesn't matter. But it 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 did remind me of comments like those and a feeling like that way back at the beginning of the season when I saw some of the reaction to this game two loss. Like, ah, see, it's the same old as man. I mean that. You just went through a whole season. They didn't they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything during the regular season. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They didn't do anything in the way that they went out and played the game. Never mind the first five games of the playoffs. And and yet all it took was one loss against a a good, solid, uh, reputable team like St. Louis to just make you want to throw up the, the, the white flag and push the panic button and say, We're all doomed, we're all doomed. It's chicken little, right? Hey, Listen, I, 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 you don't win a Stanley Cup without facing some kind of adversity. Heck, the uh, Colorado Avalanche in 2001, the last time they won a cup, remember they went seven games with the um, with the L.A. Kings in round two. They went seven games. They blew a three-games-to-one series lead. They ended up going seven in the Stanley Cup Finals. They had to scratch and claw and come back against New Jersey in game six uh, to win that series and force a game seven. So... Even for the great teams, and we all remember that Avalanche team as as being a great team, they had to go through some serious, serious adversity. So the Avalanche weren't going to 
I know I've used the, the, the word cruise, cruise through the Western Conference part of the playoffs. I still stand by that. And when I say cruise, that at the end of the day, you look up and they've gone through three rounds of the Western Conference and uh, they've gone like 12 and four, 12 and five. See, I, I, I think that's kind of the definition of cruising, right? But you're going to lose even under a best uh, scenario of going 12 and four. Say go 12 and four. Uh, you're still going to lose four games. What do you think those four losses are going to look like? They're going to create some angst. They're going to create some questions. But I guess I just, excuse me, I guess if you want to drink in the Kool-Aid, I do think this team is made of better stuff than the one that we watched last year. I think they're a better team, first of all. I think they're a more well-rounded team. I think that they have uh, done a lot to address some of the weaknesses that they had last year. I think they're a deeper team. I think they have... Uh, more toughness. I think they have more leadership. And the one thing I continue to say about this year's team versus last year's team is what this year's team has is what last year's team doesn't have, and that's the knowledge of what happened to last year's team. And that's a very powerful thing. So, look, up up until this point, the Avalanche have done nothing to suggest that we can't trust them. They have said all the right things. They have insisted that they've learned their lessons. So you know what? Until proven otherwise, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to trust them. I believe in them. And it's not a surprise to me that this series is 1-1. Part of the reason I picked the the abs in six was with the idea that they probably would be split after two games, split after four games. So what, what happened... You know, we went into game two, and and we were talking about it during our morning show. And I told Mark, I said, you know, for me, it's not so much what you're going to get for the Avs, from the Avs. It's more what you're going to get from St. Louis. What We're going to learn so much about St. Louis in game two. And we're going to see if they can develop deliver a gut check type performance. Well, you know what they did? Props to them. They did. They delivered a gut check performance. Okay, they're legit. If the Avs are legit, they'll deliver a gut-check performance, either in Game 3 or Game 4, and they'll win at least one of them, and they'll bring this series back to Ball Arena for that all-important Game 5 back with home ice. So, you know, it it really just kind of comes down to this, I guess, is do you believe in this team? Do you believe this team is different? Do you believe they'll deliver a gut-check, gutsy performance uh, really proud of the boys type performance, or do you think they'll crumble like they did last year? It's up to you. You know, what's your opinion? Mine is that they'll respond. So we'll see. We'll see, and we'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. Thanks so much for listening to the Mile High Hockey Podcast, again presented by TNT Home Services. Uh, please take advantage of their two-for-one club membership deal where you get that second club membership for free. And what a great deal it is because it's a $259 value. They'll come out during the course of the year to inspect your your plumbing, your heating, your cooling, your electrical panel, make sure everything's working. What peace of mind uh, to have them out there, the pros at TNT, knowing that they're taking care of your house. Also, uh, with the warm weather, the hot weather soon to be coming, take advantage of their $29 AC tune-up where they'll come out, inspect your AC, make sure it's good to go for these uh, hot summer months. As always. Reach out to TNT Home Services, 720-500-1979 and at tnthomeservicesco.com. TNT Home Services, we got your six. See you again next week on the Mile High Hockey Podcast.